Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with lifelong entrepreneur Colin Herdman. He started his first company a week after graduating from college and has been an entrepreneur ever since. He's building businesses through Monkey Island Ventures, a company he co-founded with two of his best friends. Monkey Island Ventures is named after a park they played at when they were kids at five years old. Over the years, the trio has built over a dozen software and service businesses and want to help create as many successful entrepreneurs that they can by sharing what they know. Their company, Cloudburst, just released the rise of the non-technical entrepreneur guide, which is ushering in a new era of entrepreneurship. He's got a great spirit and story. Enjoy. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to delving into your your life as an entrepreneur. And on that journey, I yep. want to, first and foremost, we're hitting that four-year anniversary of this pandemic. How did you get through that pandemic when it began in 2020? And how did it change you? So I think, um, you know, on a, on, on a couple of levels. So I really stopped uh, listening to uh, the news probably five years ago. Um, and when the pandemic hit, I, um, you know, kind of just shut off a lot of like what was happening in terms of just, you know, you got these competing sides about, you know, you know, where it came from and, you know, um, should you take the shot or not and all that. So I just kind of ignored all that and really focused in on, um, you know, my, my businesses and, uh, really kind of blockchain technology. Like I'd say building my businesses and focusing on blockchain are the two areas that I really, um, focused in on. And, um, yeah, I think I, I'm, my business are very much, um, focused on data. And so I think that if anything I paid attention to on the pandemic side was probably just looking at numbers and trying to understand the severity of it and um, kind of using that as a use case on, you know, how do we as um, kind of humans uh, react to pandemics and viruses and things of that nature. Um, and so I, th I th probably leaned more heavily on the data and, um, really kind of paying attention to different areas of the country and different countries and how they approached it. Uh, so if anything coming out of that, just, uh, really cemented in my mind, how important it is to use data over emotion and, um, you know, using data from trusted sources. So let's get to the heart and soul in your entrepreneurial world of what you do on a daily basis. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at career day. And one of the kids asks you, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Uh, I make stuff up every day. How's that? <laughs> so one of the uh, one of the taglines that, that I've used um, is everyone is making up everything all the time. And it doesn't matter whether you're Tim Cook of Apple or whether you're someone like me as an, as an entrepreneur, we're, we're, we're just making stuff up every day. And you want, again, you want to use data, you want to use, you know, surround yourself with smart people, but building a business is really continuing to, uh, you know, forge forth in uncharted um, territory. And so for me, it's very much uh, leaning in on my teams. It's focusing in on, you know, what kind of, um, changes do we need to make as an organization? And really, how do we want to, um, you know, continue to provide value to to our customers? So I think that's number one focus for us is really honing in on 
our customers and what it is that that they want and what do they need and uh, really being um, you know just hyper focused on uh, providing value for them. So as a third grader, you know, if I'm talking to them and I have a, a nine and a seven year old, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we provide, um, you know, uh, we build custom software for our clients and we provide digital marketing for our clients. So those are the two service companies that, that I own. So it, when you were in the third grade, what did you want to be when you grew up? Good question. Probably some type of an athlete. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so how did this happen? How did these seeds, I know you began your first business out of college, but how yep. did these seeds eventually of, of being in business and being an entrepreneur, how did all of those take hold? Are you originally from Minneapolis? Yep. Grew up in the Twin Cities. Yep. And um, yeah, just uh, I graduated with a criminal justice degree. And, you know, even then in college, I wasn't sure what I really wanted to do, but uh, ended up just getting that as a four-year degree, knowing that that would give me options. Uh, but a week after I graduated from college, I started my first company, um, which was a direct mail data processing business, evolved that into more of a general marketing company where we would do email marketing and web design and custom development. So that was all in kind of the late 90s. And then in 2006, I sold that company. And in 2007, I started Monkey Island Ventures with two buddies of mine. We've all known each other since we were about five years old. And Monkey Island's the name of a park that we used to play at when we were kids. And for us, we really wanted to hone in on um, like scalable business models. And so a lot of that was building um, SaaS products. So software as a service, building software. So the three of us are non-technical founders, so we always used developers, uh, you know, locally and offshore, and you know, definitely had our trials and tribulations in building those um, those software products up. Um, so I could certainly go into some detail on those, but you know, really a lot of it, um, you know, was just kind of chance happenings and uh, you know, wanting to uh, build you know value uh, through business with you know really good friends. So that, that first company, I was kind of on my own a little bit um, and kind of lonely at the top. So having business partners that, uh, you know, you put friendship, you put family um, ahead of, um, you know, finance, and that has allowed us to really thrive as, uh, as a trio in building um, just, you know, over 15 different companies over the last, you know, 16 years. You know, I always hear all these stories about the best way to begin a business, how you should do it, how you should execute it. And that sounds perfect right there. I mean, at the end mm -hmm. of the day, you know, I think some people, they always say that if you're going in just to make money, you're going to fail. There's a yeah. good chance of that. You know, mm -hmm. if you go mm -hmm. in with the right intention and you go in with, you know, just it, it, it always works out. Do you get that? I mean, does, is that kind of a, a play, a, a uh, tip yep. out your playbook? Yeah, for sure. I mean, just, you know, making money is fun, right? Having something successful where you're providing something of value that people are paying for, um, you know, there's a lot of gratification in that. Uh, but in the mid and long term, generally, that's not sustainable. There needs to be other reasons why you're doing it, more of kind of like a North Star of like, what is it that you're doing? Why are you doing it? Um, what is um, giving back energy? Um, and helping kind of fill your cup. 
beyond just money. So, uh, you know, burnout, I think, is also something that is pretty prevalent with entrepreneurs. Uh, so, again, having that North Star, having uh, more, uh, I would say, almost even like emotional connections to why you're doing what you're doing is very sustaining, especially through, um, you know, hard times because you're going to encounter those. Yeah. So who's been kind of a hero for you in your life an inspiration? Um, you know, on a very personal level, um, you know, I would say, you know, both my parents, very inspirational, um, you know, they, they're, they're polar opposites in a lot of ways, um, you know, um, and that's been a wonderful thing to see because what it demonstrates is, uh, you know, you don't have to be fully aligned with someone to share your life with them on everything. Right. And so, uh, that, uh, that has been, um, really wonderful for me to just, you know, grow up around and, and have as an influence in my life. Um, you know, I would say in a lot of ways, uh, even, you know, Josh and Zach have been very inspirational. Uh, you know, there, there's times when, you know, each of us are kind of, you know, picking up the slack um, and, and, and doing what needs to be done when things get hard. And character really shines through. And when you're working day in and day out over that period of time, uh, you know, you really, um, you know, get to get to understand them at a, at a deep, deep level. So, yeah, I would say that, um, you know, those are very personal, kind of inspirational um, people that I'm connected to that uh, I feel that way about. Uh, certainly from, you know, a, a creation standpoint, you know, it's easy to throw out names like, you know, Elon Musk, you know, aside from maybe some, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't think any human is perfect from a character standpoint. So, uh, you know, that notwithstanding, um, you know, he's just done amazing things. You know, I read his uh, biography and just the, the, you know, the pain and um, that he had to go through in, in getting to where he is today is just that that's incredibly inspirational. So, um, but yeah, there's plenty of people from the business world that, you know, I could pick and choose from, but uh, I would say, you know, definitely parents and my business partners on a very personal level. So if you could meet anybody alive on the planet um, right now that you find fascinating and spend some time with them, who would it be? Hmm. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, maybe um, maybe Sam Harris. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know he he he's uh, you know very much into you know meditation and mindfulness, but from a scientific perspective. So he uses a lot of science, um, uh, and he's also uh, has you know written. Uh, you know, a lot of different books and, you know, has created this mindfulness app. Uh, so anyway, I, and, you know, he has his own podcast as well, uh, where he's, you know, interviewing people around all types of different um, issues affecting the world today. So, yeah, I think he would be fun to just kind of pick his brain and um, yeah, he's one of the most intellectual um, people I've ever heard. And it would just be fun to yeah sit down with him. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask you this. What is your motivator every day to wake up and not only to 
run business the way that you run it, but to also evolve as a human being? What's that motivation for you? Uh, that one's pretty easy. Uh, we are only on this earth for, you know, at best, maybe a hundred years. And so there's kind of that um, overhang, not in a, uh, you know, super negative way, but just kind of death, right? We're all gonna, we're all gonna die someday. So when I'm in my 90s, I want to be able to look back on my life and be able to say, you know what, it wasn't easy, but you took risks, you created, you created businesses, you created jobs, uh, you innovated, and um, you know you created a, a wonderful life for for yourself, for your family, uh, for your employees, um, and had a had a real beneficial and positive impact on on your customers and on your community. So for me, uh, it's really making the most out of this very short life that we have. And uh, that's an easy thing for me to get over really almost every barrier um, is, is just wanting to make the most out of this life. Great answer. So let me ask you this, you know, growing up, what was the book for you that you love the best? What was the book that made you love reading or, or, or to be fascinated with just the idea of writing? Well, this is getting more into now kind of like fiction and fantasy, but, uh, you know, my, when, when I was, uh, growing up, my, my parents and I and my sister, we would get in our 79 Ford van and we would drive around to different KOA campgrounds around the country. Um, and that would be, you know, a form of vacation for us. Uh, well, back then, uh, you had your Walkman so you could listen to music, uh, you know, or books or just stare out the window. Right. So, um, I used to read a lot and I, uh, I loved kind of, uh, fantasy and dragon Lance and just the creativity. So, um, those books are very much like kind of the Lord of the Rings, um, you know, uh, books. And so, yeah, for me, I think, uh, that got me interested in reading and it would take me to places that, uh, were just so out of the ordinary that that was just a wonderful uh, um, experience for me. From a you know a nonfiction standpoint, I think uh, you know a book that got me really kind of really critically thinking um, was Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand, and uh, just again it goes back to the principles of building businesses and. Um, the societal things that can come into play that would that really start to harm innovation and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, so that book was uh, very kind of foundational for me um, when I read that. Yeah, she's pretty groundbreaking for sure. So, yeah. what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Uh, the best advice, uh, you know, from a you know from an entrepreneurial path is to, uh, you know, keep going, uh, persistence. Uh, there's not a successful entrepreneur out there that hasn't had problems, that hasn't struggled. And uh, for me, uh, you know, I think the, the, the best advice that I've gotten from other entrepreneurs is to, you know, to keep going and to embrace the struggles and do what you can to take uh, positivity from that and continue to grow uh, and evolve. So, um, 
I would say that's probably the best advice that I've gotten. So speaking of growth and evolution in your life, of all the things that you've done and become, what are you the proudest of? I would say creating something from nothing. And our entrepreneurial journey has very much been that where we have bootstrapped uh, businesses from nothing into millions of dollars of yearly revenue and, you know, employing you know, upwards of 40, 50 people. And so for, for me, that's been really um, you know, uh, satisfying and, and rewarding. And it's something that I want to continue to do and that I feel really passionate around. What do you like the best about living in Minnesota? Uh, I would say the change of seasons and the, yeah, the outdoors. So uh, you have to embrace winter when you live here and, uh, you know, skiing, we don't have, you know, any giant mountains, but uh, we have some, some good, decent ski resorts. Uh, but yeah, ice skating, uh, sledding, taking the kids out in the winter time is, is great. Uh, you know, the, when it snows here, it generally stays, although, uh, this year has been uncommon, Yeah. but yeah, the change of seasons is just phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, I would say generally speaking, the, 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 the people here are, are, are great. Yeah. So of all of everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, that mm -hmm. you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Um, I think I'm someone that is, uh, you know, very thoughtful. Uh, you know, um, I think I have a lot of empathy. Uh, I like being somewhat of a, a futurist in terms of, of where our businesses go and embracing new technology. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would say I, I, I hold a lot of the, um, kind of relationship-based characteristics uh, in terms of, I just love being around people. And yeah. uh, I think that's one of the things that I'm really, really good at is just kind of the, the, the people part. So let's say we get off the call here, a time machine pulls up in front of your house. You can go anywhere in history and see one event with your own eyes. Where are you going to go? I would probably go back to uh, when Jesus was alive and have some real frank conversation around, um, you know, you know, his, is he really, you know, the one and really talking to him and uh, yeah, getting, getting that uh, sense of, truth from him directly so yeah. it's fascinating of all the answers that i ever get when it involves jesus no one ever has said they would approach him you're the first person it's mm. it, and it's weird because that's the reason why we're drawn to a deity like him because he was approachable he was a healer he was the one that was the unifier i find it very strange that more people don't want to actually run into him because i would too i would love to just talk and be like, what's up? What did, what did, what's going on here? You know? And yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I think some of it even comes from like a, a skeptical side of just, you know, wanting, wanting to, um, verify and, and prove again, like I'm a data guy. Like I would just love to, um, uh, to have that kind of a, a, a discussion and, uh, yeah. See what comes out of it. 
I mean, if we could scientifically nail down spirituality, that would be groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't think AI is going to solve that either. No, so, yeah. not, none of our human powers will. Maybe one day when we use more than 10% of our brain capacity, will something right. break through? But exactly. Not, not until everybody's a little Einstein run around. It's not right. going <laughs> Hey, man, yeah. if anyone wants to reach out, learn more about you, anything about your world, what's the good business? How do they do that? Yeah, so I think more than anything, um, you know, we love connecting with entrepreneurs that have uh, existing businesses where they really want to scale that business using custom software. Um, and so Cloudburst is our software development company. And uh, yeah, we have a free one and a half hour workshop called the Clarity Canvas that if the uh, entrepreneur owner has an idea for a, a software product that they would want to build, uh, we would love to love to talk with them. So yeah, cloudburststudio.com is the, is the domain. And um, yeah, we love talking with entrepreneurs uh, and um, really helping them build software that we that we build it for ourselves. Right on. This has been wonderful, man. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for your story. Best of luck. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Joe. Really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Yeah.